0: We'll have this discussion. Discussion? What
1: discussion? This is a discussion.
0: Combustion. Coming to you from Denver, Colorado. This is Discussion Combustion Podcast with your hosts Kevin Batstone and Arthur Raw.
1: Let's get it. Let's go. Right. Is that fan good on the white noise? Can you hear that?
0: I mean, it's uh, it's on the lowest setting. And we're gonna want that for sure. Right. Keep the air moving. It gets, it gets hot. It, it gets, gets a little roasty. I'm a sweater. Too. Are you? Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. That's why I wear a black shirt. I was like, if, if it's a little warm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be sweating. So no gray, no white. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, then you get some hot weather on top of it, and you get extra, extra sweaty. I've
2: been sweating all day. It's been oh, a hot. Lord. It's been a hot summer, dude. Oh. We're getting. We're getting that heat. Well, it's also because we've been getting little. Spikes of humidity. Yep. Because of the rain that we get, that's just that little little spark of rain, and you're just like, fuck, it's so hot.
1: Yeah, and sticky. Yeah, you get like that rain cooled air in the afternoon, but then once the yeah, sun comes back out, it's it's full on fucking swamp nut it's city, rough. bro. It's rough swamp here. nut city. I don't like it, but hey, it's part of the summertime. Shit, I'll swamp- take that over the winter anytime. I live
2: in swamp nut city. <laughs> <Literally>, <laughs> swamp literally, nut city. Summer winter. So Anytime.
0: you're basically a, a, like Bayou boy then. Uh, if I mean, you just, if I mean you just my live pants are, <laughs>
2: that's for sure. They're all Bayou boys. I mean, my boys down there are Bayou boys. I'm a uh, born and raised in Colorado. So. so yeah, I was about to ask, where, where are you from? So what part of Colorado? I actually grew up right down the street. Uh, I went to Cherry Creek high school. Nice. Okay. Greenwood village boy. Cool. Um, I didn't live your typical Greenwood village life. Okay. Um, Most of the people that I went to school with, their dads were highly educated. Uh, You know, they've got law degrees, medical degrees, everything like that. My dad was uh, fresh off the boat from Greece. He came here when he was 14. Okay. And uh, my mom grew up in a trailer park in Texas. And uh, my dad started working for Red Lobster and a few other restaurant chains and ended up in Colorado working for Federal Junction. Um, and my mom was a server there and one thing led to another. She was 18. He was 34. Oh wow. (laughs) So significant difference in age. Okay. But, uh, apparently they hit it off because they had a kid out of wedlock. Uh, that would be my sister. She was four years older than me. Um, and, uh, then came I and then my brother. Um, so it's been an interesting grow up for me because I've seen a lot of people in privilege and I've had privilege in my life, but, uh, not, I worked a lot harder than most of the kids that I knew I grew up in a restaurant so it was like 24 hours, or I mean not 24 hours a day but a significant of my time was spent in that restaurant and learning things that like you know I didn't know were going to benefit me in the future and so it was a, it was a pretty cool experience growing up and like realizing the value of hard work yeah. and seeing how many people lacked it Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I
1: talk to a lot of successful people, entrepreneurs, people that have come up through the world, and they're like, "Man, where did I start starting the restaurant business?" You know, I talk to a lot of these guys. You're a lot of success stories. It starts there. You, you really learn work ethic. You learn that hustle. You learn that customer service. You learn, you know, a lot of us learn there. I didn't, I didn't. I've never worked in the restaurant business. I did the grocery business for a bit, but I have a lot of respect for the service industry. You know, it teaches you a lot of skills you early. I feel like you got to have respect for that. Business. A
2: lot of people that are in that industry get shit on on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, the next day they come in with a completely different attitude than the attitude to where they got shit on. Because, you know, every day is a new day in that industry. You deal with new people every day. Excuse me. Uh, you deal with new people every day. You have new interactions, new situations that you have to adapt to. It's a, uh, it's a very adverse, um, I guess, situation that you put yourself in when you go into the restaurant industry, uh. You never know if somebody's going to have a good day or a bad day. They could be the nicest person in the world. And, hey, they're being a fucking cocksucker today. <laughs> like, yeah. um, you know, you could have the sweetest old lady, and guess what? Like, She just got some horrible news. She's going to be a dick to you. And you don't know that, yeah. so you, have, you don't know what's going on in anyone's life, really. That's unless true. you're vested in it. So they have to go with a clean slate to every table. And it's it's one of the hardest things to do in, in my field when I have to deal with a customer complaint, I'm like, I don't know what they're dealing with today. I don't know their preference in like, oh, do they have like a texture issue with food yeah. or something like that? And so um, that's why I am really drawn to the restaurant industry is because nothing is monotonous unless you're in the back of the house. So when you're in the front of the house, nothing is the same Mm -hmm. any day could throw you just a complete curveball and i love that it keeps me on my toes It does.
1: yeah it's like something new every day right new challenge new people new opportunities come in you never know how many fists are going to get thrown right (laughs) it can get kind of wild and you know to give our our listeners and viewers some some backstory here we we met constantine at one of our favorite places to have a beer when we're done uh you know recording and doing some uploads down at the view house here in centennial we have a lot of fun down there and and uh, Constantine got to know us pretty well, being in, in and out of there you know, week after week. And so we decided to have him on the show, man. I'm glad there, you're here.
0: There was something about your hunky nature <laughs> that, that
1: brought me in. I, I was like, I, I got to talk to this it's
2: guy. Magnetic attraction yeah. of the muscles. I, well, you know,
0: we, we had a little conversation before hitting this record button. And you know, I think we probably align with some of our, our foundation thoughts and right. how we perceive things. But to go back what you're saying as far as the industry of, of service industry and working in restaurants, It is a challenge and I like how you started with, um, you don't know how someone's day is going. So a lesson that I was taught when I was young, um, I'm going to break it down a little bit was to never, to not take things personally. And because generally when someone is upset, they're just projecting their negativity outwards. So they're not necessarily upset at you. They're just upset at the world, right? Yeah, you're just in the way. It's like having a
2: thorn in your toe, and you're the shoe. You're just facilitating that little push that's causing that irritation, and that's that's how I see it. Is like, you know, once you get that thorn out of your fucking ass. (laughs) <laughs> you're okay but uh, the thorn is the facilitation of you know we push on it a little bit because we mm-hmm. did one tiny little thing wrong you know your table might have been a little bit crooked when you oh came in gosh. something set you off but it it really is once you, once you pull that thorn out you're okay and, and I, I get it I've been that person where I've been upset at the fucking world wanted to burn it down and uh You know, somebody set me off, and, like, I get grumpy about it, and I look back at it, and I'm like, God, I'm a fucking idiot, because I'm the same person that I hate that comes into my restaurant, and it doesn't happen frequently, but every once in a while, you know, you're really hungry, you get hangry, you're just Uh like, shit, this person sucks, why are they making me wait when there's open tables, and I know as a manager, it's like, they don't have the servers for it, so it's like, um... Well, I should know better, but I'm still going to criticize. Oh, I think we've all been there. I oh, mean, of
1: course, many, many times over. I, again, I have never worked in the service industry, but we, we I've all, I've certainly felt that way. I always try to, you know, tip the servers, tip the bartenders, because I know how hard these guys are working. You know, especially coming out of the pandemic and getting back out, you know, getting back out and about again, and, and, and getting folks paid again. I mean, a lot of these guys were sitting indoors for two years. You know, I mean, the, the on-premise division was completely destroyed. So, uh, it's good to have it back, man. It's good to be out and about, you know, rubbing elbows and having some beers. Yeah,
0: and can I just say something to all the listeners out there? If, like, one big judge of character is how does somebody treat their waitstaff? staff 100%. like Like, that you can really learn a lot from somebody, like, based upon how they treat people that are serving them, right? And it's just, like, why make that your safe place to um, – discharge your negativity like why Mm -hmm. do you do it at a place where we we all know what the world's going through right now like ever since 2020 like lines are longer wait times are longer like it's 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 part of where we're at we should be more patient at this point in time and yeah restaurants were severely understaffed and and so it's like if people can't be patient with that i I don't know i got a whole qualm
2: with that (laughs) whole like i'm gonna bitch at my my wait staff well i i i get where you're coming from on that And it's, it's definitely applicable in certain situations. Okay. In view as a situation. It's not, we do incredible amounts of business. Yeah. A crazy amount of business. We have 69 servers. We have 15 bartenders. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we employ a lot of people and that's just at our location. We have four locations around the city and, uh, you know, each one of those bartenders or servers goes home on a daily basis with over a hundred bucks and you know, if they're closing, if they're on a double, they're making five, six, seven hundred dollars. Unreal and wow. you know, that's that's fruit of their labor. They work their asses off to get that kind of money. And the kind of shit that we we see in that place, it's mm-hmm. kinda of second to none. It's yeah. it's wild in there. And uh they, they go through some, some s- interesting situations, but, uh, yeah, no, they make good money. They've got a, they've got a good, and I've seen a lot. So we've got people that have been there for seven years, which is when, that's Vue a long ha- time. which is when Viewhouse House Centennial started. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, they've raised families on the income that they make as servers. So it's like, it's a lucrative business. If you know what you're doing, if you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. Maybe learn from somebody. (laughs) uh,
0: So so what would you say, because you you are in management, so what would you say are some of the key contributors to someone being successful
2: in that type of role or position? Leave your shit at home Mm. so you're having a bad day. Throw that shit out. Mm -hmm. It's easier said than done, but, I mean, if I can do it, most people can do it. You're having a rough day at home. The beginning of your day starts when you walk through the doors of that restaurant. Mm-hmm. And if somebody pisses you off through those first 30 seconds, 30 minutes of your shift, brush it off. Like you said, don't take things personally. Because at the end of the day, there's something facilitating that anger mm-hmm. that's not you. And like I... Even when like people personally attack me for something that I did or something that was in my control in a certain degree... I'm like okay why are you, why are you coming at me at, in such a harsh manner instead of coming at me mm-hmm. in a mellow manner and letting me try and problem solve it? because that's my job as a manager is to problem solve and you know and f- you need information exactly. in order to do exactly. that exactly and if like yeah. you know I put somebody outside and it's fucking 100 degrees I get, I get that but you know you're here from this time to this time At this time, it's hot as balls. At this time, it starts cooling off. I need somebody for this other end of the time. Mm -hmm. But I can't judge because Colorado's meteorologists, they can't even judge our weather. They can't predict that shit. And so how am I supposed to do it? And so from this frame to this frame, there could be a packed courtyard too. A packed outside. And so it's like... You, know. you got live bands in there and stuff? Yeah, like we have a live it's band a, it's tonight. A busy spot. We have a it live is. band tonight. We have a live band tomorrow night. Um, you know, we do crazy business. We see over, like, we've got 54,000 square feet of seatable space in that place. That's huge. How, wait, how many square feet? 54,
1: 54,000. 54,000. It's massive. Wow,
0: I'm just, I imagine the rent.
2: Oh, the, we, we own yeah. the property. Oh, we that's cool. We own the property. We own the property so, next
0: door. So they actually built that from the ground up then. no no so okay. what was so it what before? Was, it
2: was trailed us before okay i don't think this was a like steakhouse for kids huh. they had a like tin slide that would go from the third floor up all the way to down the downstairs they put you in like a used is, burlap is that what that sack. dj station used to be the top no, of the slide no. so where that uh so when you go up that second level And there's that little landing, and then there's a door to the left where, like, we have all of our soda bibs and everything. Now, that's where the top of the slide was. And if you walked the server stairs, uh, no, 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 the regular stairs going up. Okay, but uh, if you, Um, where was I going? Um, Um, If you would walk, if you would walk in to that place with a tie, they would cut it off. No way. And their sign was a tie that was striped. And in between the middle of the tie would be scissors. And so it was it was very well huh. known. I feel like I've heard about that gimmick yeah. now that you you're You don't wear a yet. nice tie yeah. to this place or else they're going to cut they it. They cut it off? Yeah, uh. you wear a Versace, you wear an Armani tie in there. And they're going to cut that three $400 tie without any fucks given. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh, the Medusa head that's on the floor with the great key around it? We don't give a shit. <laughs> I wonder how many people walked in there and... I can tell you they right now, weren't reading the signs. No, I took one of my dad's really nice ties there when I was a child, and he he would like give us some of his like little prop ties that he would make sure that we're not we're not nice. And I switched it out for a really nice tie, and we got in there and it got cut. Mm. And he saw it hit the ground. He goes, "Are you fucking kidding?" me? <laughs> and he looked at me, with just like the, like the death glare. Damn it, son! The death glare. And I was like. I was a menace when I was a child so it was uh, just another just another part of I would me. say you're still a menace. Uh, okay. I've, I've and with down. with
0: the name Constantine, I mean, that's a badass name, I got to say. I love the name and names are interesting because they do like shape us and and help mold us as an individual like if, if we were if any of us were named something else other than our we would probably be a little different right wasn't there a movie called that with what's his name keanu reeves, keanu reeves yeah. yeah
2: he was like a vampire slayer oh yeah, Constantine, yeah. that's a yeah, great it, a that's
0: technically marvel yeah no it is yeah, yeah and that's yeah. a great movie Remember, like they're yeah. using the
2: cat's eyes to they
0: they like have to put their feet in ice water and then stare into a cat's eyes and that's how you enter into hell Holy like shit! You've never seen I, no. it? Oh, bro, you guys. Every, see everyone, shit. everyone asks yeah.
2: me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Just well, because your name, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, I don't want to fucking like. like I you have to see it. Like, I, I'm just like, yeah. It, I've it's
0: seen a cool it. demon slayer <laughs> movie, It's and it's I've, cool, man. I've
2: heard from everybody yeah. that brings it up, and I'm like, I someday I need to watch it. But like, it was a good flick. Yeah, I, I, like I. uh... I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't either. I don't great. do a lot of, uh... I used to be big into video games. I used to love playing video games. and I'll was, still do some of that. I, I fuck around with COD. Okay. Uh, I used to fuck around with Apex. Fortnite was my shit when it was first Fortnite. Okay. And, like, there weren't, like, a whole bunch of tryhards fucking building massive-ass fucking pyramids yeah. in the yeah. skies. You're just like, alright, this guy's kamikaze me, like, I'm dead. Um, but, yeah, no, uh... Call of Duty's chill, but uh Video games were not like a not a priority uh, of mine I, I was anymore. I was
0: super into Halo and Halo Combat evolved when it first dropped on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. I was a major crusher in that game. Like I won the tournament ter- tournament for all of Parker, which is not that big, but still. When I was a little youngin, I was like, bro, I own Parker. No one, in, <laughs> no one in Parker could beat me in Halo, bro. And I was I had so a, confident about. that. I had
2: a buddy like that. Um, when Call of Duty, what was it? The one that was after Cold War, or uh, the third one. Modern Warfare? Th- Modern Warfare. Mm. He was the third best player in the entire country. Oh, And he would sit, you know that map that had the fucking plane crash in the middle? He would sit across from the map and no-scope people that deagle headshots headshot head one shot <laughs> you're just like this guy's a fucking D- this K- dude had stick game it is was, what we like to it call was it it was unreal <laughs> hey hey, hey. We've, we've got different definitions for stick game I hey, got stick game no too. there's <laughs>
0: multiple definitions for it is the thing but i one of them <laughs>
1: Yeah. I won't
2: tell you which one, but I got one of them. I,
1: I, I can read between a lot. Kevin, I'm pretty sure you're picking that up. Hey, you know, you know, stick game can mean a lot of things. What I'm gonna tell you is this. When it comes to billiards, games, is what you're talking about. You're damn right. I'm really good with the cue. We we like get down some billiards.
2: I'm good with my wood.
1: Get, oh my get that God. wood, get that wood hitter. Send the cue ball down. The felt. Hit the pocket. Yeah, it's fun, man. You know, recently video game wise, I've actually been playing like the, the only things I've played on sports games. So pool's one of them. You know, I get down mm-hmm. on pure pool, fun game, uh, football, golf. Like, those are the kind of video games I like to play. Just one one and done. Just kind of mindless shit. And then racing. Racing, Art will, will tell you right now, that's my shit. I love racing. I'll get down any day of the week. You yeah. said you were the parking champ of Halo. I'll tell you this, I'm the fucking champ of racing. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll I mean, I only hold a little bit to you in Mario Kart. What that's, kind of car do you drive? That's the only one, but no, Kevin's the racer of, of our pure group. What kind of car do you drive? I drive
2: a Ford Focus. Okay. What kind of Ford Focus? That's the question. Yep, the Which, S- the SE. Just a, right. kind of a base uh, model Ford Focus. I was going to say, "Let's race." Uh, I think I'll, I think I'll lose. I seen you pull uh, up in the BMW. i, I drive an X3M. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a uh, it's my baby. I built that bitch. <laughs> so, uh Yeah, look nice, man. See so you yeah, roll thank up in that. You. Yeah. I uh, will have to check that out. 487 horse. Oh, wow. And so I and I grew up with nice cars. But like, also like, really fast cars, mm-hmm. and so I drive like a fucking maniac. Do you? I oh, you're
0: you're the guy that gets so close that you see my fat sticker on the back of my
2: oh, on the back of the whip. I know what I like to do. <laughs> this is like reckless. <laughs> like maybe I should come. No, to my no, after no, no, n- saying this, one. no, we
0: don't. We can't slander a man. I believe you. I I did have a um, back in the day a manual. Uh, Subaru Legacy 2.5 turbo sedan. I, I fucking love that car. I kind of regret selling it. And that thing wasn't doing 480, but it was still, like, pushing. And I was burning through Pirellis <laughs> and, like, having a good time with it. squealing. Fuck yeah. And, um, yeah, there's something about, like, a manual transmission, though. and it's all of own. Especially with, like, a turbo power behind
2: yeah. it. Like, that's oh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so Is yours my, manual? No. No, but it has Tiptronics, uh-huh. so I can drop gears, pop it, and hit, like, fucking 6,000 arc